It's Mysteries of the Unexplained with Dr. Aaron Fawcett. Now here's your host, Dr. Aaron Fawcett. Thanks, Huxtable. Always a pleasure to hear from you. All right, we got a lot of conspiracies to talk about, so phone lines are now open. Quick reminder that there is a demon in the penis of every third Caucasian male on the planet, so be sure to castrate early and often. Now let's get to those phones. Oh, good, Aaron. I'm pleased as punch upon punch to hear from you. Now you call me, caller. What's this call regarding? I want your assurance that it's safe to leave my home and venture out for a scrap of delights. Ah, uh, no deal, caller. It's unsavory out there, and you all know it. Stick to your guns, and gun down your sticks for bad-mouthing you, the smug sons of bitches. Line four, you're on the air. Hey, Round, I'm a small Midwestern town named McCutcherbill. How can I lower the taxes on my back? Ah, uh, the old sentient city defense. Listen, you... you town. You come back when you're a principality or something. I'm a busy man on my way somewhere. You making a good point, Aaround. I'll call back when I have more to say. I'm a village. Listen, we have very few rules on this show, but I do not respond to terrorists, cracks about my weight, or any caller larger than a city bus. Hello, this is City Bus. Now what did I just say? I don't know. I don't have ears. Can I have some dating advice? Now you want love line car talk, or car love, which is our discussion topic tonight. Car lovers, what secrets do they hold? What powers do they have? Have you loved a car? Billy from Kutch County. I'm Tron Sahedegehente, and uh, a scientist has captured me, and uh, he's made me a part of his human kangaroo experiment. I don't even believe in kangaroos. Well, it's not like a human centipede. It's not so bad. I'm in a pouch pretty comfy in here. I'm fascinated. Tell me more. Well, that's pretty much it. I'm in a pouch. This other guy has the pouch. He hops around sometimes. He provides nutrients for me. It's, it's, it's a nice little symbiotic thing we got going on. Now, now, let me ask you this. Uh-huh? Do, you, do you pay rent? Uh, no. I assume my house has been foreclosed upon uh, because I haven't been back there in so long. I've, I've been in this kangaroo pouch. Well, this human kangaroo pouch. I know that, now, I noticed that you're changing rapidly between an African-American gentleman and a bee. What is that about? Well, I, that's part of the experiment, you see. Uh, also, I think it's highly racist to call me a bee. I gotta go, but I just called to say that you need to join the Nintendo Fun Club today. Goodbye. I do need to join the Nintendo Club Fun Club today. That's fascinating. I, I'd assume by this point you'd be famous from Back to the Future 2. Okay, bye. Bachelor number four, you go ahead. I'm Buddy. Hi, Buddy. I'm Buddy. Hi, Buddy. Wherever I go, he goes. Wish I didn't have time for this, but clearly I do. I'm Buddy and me. Look out, a pterodactyl. <gasps> Thank God that's over. And now another word from Winchester Tires. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 161 featuring Ron, Algar Watt, and Matt Robotham. With Jason Ellis and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Do you think there's a number fetish? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a fetish, fetish for basically everything, right? There's got to be people out there who want to fuck a two. Like, it feels like they like they would collect episodes of Sesame Street where they would have, like, like sentient numbers with, like, googly eyes or whatever and jerk off to that. Well, yeah, it's no different than furries, I suppose. Anthropomorphic yeah. numbers, anthropomorphic, you know, animals. Why not? And, of course, they have the whole series of one chocolate cake falling down the stairs, two chocolate cakes falling, you know, all yep. the way up to 12. Yep. And, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. Really, 11, Sesame Street plus. is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Just the, <laughs> that one kid in the back of the class jerking off during math class. Oh, God. The weird thing oh, is. I found the remainder. <laughs> the weird thing is, people have their, like, weird Freudian slips. Like, every now and then, you, you just say, you know, the thing that you think about that you don't want people to know. Right. I, when I am making a number joke, I will always go to that special number that we learned in chemistry class, the mole, 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. Really? I wonder if that's like my weird, like, number fetish. <laughs> that's your number? Yeah. That's like my secret shame, my mm -hmm. secret, you know, I only like 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. I, I'm a mole fetishist. I wonder if number two pencils figure into that. Like, if you have a two fetish, if maybe you have a bunch of number two pencils squirreled away. I mean, you would definitely want to write with them. Not necessarily. Cause you could, I, well, because you could use those in class or whatever. Yeah, and then it would be like wearing women's underwear and no one would ever know. Yeah, you're, oh, I'm writing with a number two pencil. No yep. one knows. You think, like, whole numbers, have like, integers, uh, decimals, I mean, you're getting fractions. into a whole weird area then. I bet that yeah. sort of, like, divides the community. Literally. Yeah, exactly. But, like, there's then, people who are only into, like, odd numbers or prime numbers. Oh, yeah. Or people who really get off to the Fibonacci sequence. I don't know what that is, but yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's it's an easy thing. It's not, like, a complicated math thing. Uh-huh. Each number in the sequence is double the last one. Oh, okay. So one, two, four, eight, and so on. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Actually, that's probably not it at all, and we have, we probably have a bunch of math nerds going to write in and tell me wrong, that I'm wrong, but uh, now we know what you're really about. Yeah. You're not math nerds at all. You're just creepy. You want to fuck a four. Yeah. Incidentally, if you do want to fuck a four, call us. <laughs> 206-973-3982, and now you have just come. <laughs> I feel like if you did the quadratic formula and you solve for X... Mm -hmm. Then you'd be like you that that's that's the goal, like two x plus four y equals twelve, and if you solve you know solve the equation you you get off. See, but now you wouldn't because now you're bringing letters into the whole thing. No, but the letters that's what I'm saying. When they're letters, you're not turned on, but once you turn them into numbers, ah, that's what the solving is, and then you create more numbers. I almost like the idea of math of masturbation as a problem. Oh yeah, that you have to that you have to solve. Yep. And solving for X equals climaxing. Yeah. And pi really baffles them. Pi is like just, uh, you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> pi <laughs> is like, uh, is it Sting who does the, uh... Oh, the tantric, yeah. The tantric, uh... And pi is totally sex? tantric uh, number fetishist sex because it never ends. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on and you'll never solve it and you'll never get to the end of it. Yeah, it is totally tan tantric pi. And of course, as the Bible says, uh, laying down with a negative number is, uh, is sodomy. Yeah. Is an abomination. According to the Bible, everything's sodomy. No, that's not true. A one and a two can can have perfectly normal, just average, just vanilla mm -hmm. sex. Yeah, but a one and an H. Oh, God. 
And now you're getting into a, there's a slippery slope there. Because, or a seven and a cube. Because who's to stop like a three eighths having sex with a pony then? That is a slippery slope. Not me. Friend. I want to see that shit. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then. Mm. Infinity. Right. What? How does that figure into oh, this shit. whole? Uh, yeah. See. On the one hand, if you want to fucking eight, you just turn it sideways and it's another position. Yep. On the other hand, it is infinity, and that represents a whole other concept, and that is... Maybe that's the tantric thing. That might be it. And maybe uh, pi is, like you say, just constant... I know. feel like wanting to, wanting to fuck infinity mm -hmm. is a, like, is like giantess porn on an enormous scale. <laughs> See, there's a, whole, there's a whole thing now. We could go through... And, of course, there's infinite numbers. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, what number represents, like, um... I don't know, just normal missionary position, and which number represents, like... Uh, I mean, obviously, there's 69. That one's easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, seven. Seven? Seven, eight out nine. Oh, God. <laughs> that is maybe the second or third to worst joke I've heard today. <laughs> you know what? I'll take that. Will you? Yeah. What will you do with it? Will you take it to the bank? <laughs> Sell it and buy a sack of flaxseed with it. <laughs> Take that to the general store and buy yourself a seed of, seed of flaxseed. Well, I'll get one seed and I'll plant it and it'll grow some flaxseed. So you're Johnny Flaxseed. Yes. Is what you're saying. What the hell is flax? I don't know, but it sounds like flat. It's like if you ran over a bag of sunflower seeds and then planted them. I thought you said flad, like, uh, like a type of plaid. Oh, flad the impaler? Oh, flad the impaler. Yeah. Who is uh, a Dracula from uh, Transylvania? <laughs> one assume. Transylvania. <laughs> the fanciest train there is. <laughs> He's a hobo. He's a hobo Dracula. I'm riding the rails. Blah. He's got a bundle made out of his own cape. <laughs> He's eating blood out of an old tin can of beans. <laughs> Snatching cats off of old ladies' windowsills. <laughs> And then there's uh, little little symbols like outside on the fence post, like um, Van like Helsing inside. Right? Or there'd just be like a little what is? I, I don't know Dracula symbols, like a pentagram or like a Dracula's got like well, Dracula's got the Dracula trophy. Oh, that's true. So, so there could be like a picture of, like of a Dracula star. trophy. It's a star of David. Yeah, there you go. He's a Jewish hobo Dracula. Jewish hobo Dracula. And he can't uh, he can't drink blood on the Sabbath. No, is blood kosher? No, I'm not sure how that works. I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure that w that's what makes things not kosher. Now, blood it's, co it's food that it has to be have been blessed by a rabbi, right? No, 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 no. It's it can't have blood or hooves in it. Really? I don't know. Something I guess Jewish like Draculas are out of luck then. I think so. Especially Jewish Draculas who I like to eat a lot of horse. Yeah, that's well. <laughs> I mean, how many don't? Jeez. Yeah, well, I mean, really, who who among us doesn't like to eat a horse every now and then? That dude in uh, Mr. Ed, every time he'd walk up to the stables, he would, he, he would just see a giant chicken sitting there, a giant cooked chicken. Ooh. It's like, oh, why don't you just go eat chicken? No. Oh, no, no, no. I want to eat Mr. Ed. The thing that's always confused me about Mr. Ed. Mm -hmm. Okay, the song. Right. Says, uh, horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. Of course you can. You Everyone can talk can to talk any horse. To a horse. Yeah. Uh, unless the horse, of course, is the famous Mr. Ed. He's not famous. It's a secret. 
He's not the famous Mr. Ed at all. He's the inconspicuous Mr. Ed because they don't want him, I don't know, carted away to the same place they were trying to take E.T., I assume. Now I'm picturing someone finds out that he talks. All those uh, all those uh, secret agents uh, descend on the house, mm-hmm. put it in a big tent, and then uh, cart the horse away. Take him off to, like, Area 51, where they've also got Genie. Uh, Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah, the chick from Bewitched. Uh, that car that was that guy's mother. Yep. What a weird concept for a TV show. My mother the car? Yeah. Oh, it could be worse. That's true. I mean, you know my go-to. Anyone who's listened to me for more than ten minutes knows I'm going to say what a dummy next. Yeah. <laughs> I never stopped thinking about that show. But yeah, anyway, I, I feel like maybe Vicky from Small Wonder is there. I like the idea of, uh, like, uh, the the military just making an army of Vickies. Yeah. Oh, Alf is definitely there, but they did that thing. Oh, yeah. No, we know Alf is there. Right. Uh, Max Headroom may or may not be there. Yeah. Yeah. And about a million different alien races. Mm. See, I don't know that there were a ton of aliens on... I mean, my favorite Martian would be there. Yeah. Mork from Mork. Mork from Mork. Yeah. Uh... uh I think that's it. Or now, out of the, the 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 mom or the mom or the dad, I can't remember now. From out of this world, for for what purposes we don't know. No, just j- just generic evil research. I think you know, like just, the government's always doing. I think they're just collecting them. Yeah, I think they just like to have a zoo full of you know, what a dummy and Vicky and and Alf. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it's like the guy. It's like Saul Rubinek in that Star Trek episode. Yeah, he just wants all of it to sit in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> always making them sit, sit in, in the chairs. chair, Alf. Yes. Sit in the chair. No, he's always got to be on the couch because the puppeteer has to be behind the couch. Sit behind the couch, Alf. I, I can't. Ha! Ah! Why are you laughing when we torture you? <laughs> I don't know. Ha! Ah! <laughs> and then he kills Vicky. Yes. Ooh, they could turn them against each other. It could be yes. like a Weapon X situation. Yes. Now we're on to something. And then, of course, they could solve for X. <laughs> oh. I think we're done here. I, I know I am. I think it's time to play some bits. When we return, we will talk to my old pal, Jason Ellis. So stay tuned. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. In 1582, to correct for a gradual discrepancy in the way dates were measured, Pope Gregory XIII issued the papal bull Intergravissimus. Under this decree, the date of the vernal equinox was realigned procedures governing leap years were slightly adjusted, and, perhaps most significantly of all, ten days were stricken from the Western calendar. As a result, October 4th of 1582 was followed by October 15th. Master, sorry to disturb you, Master. I know you're very busy, but I need to speak with you. Yes, what is it? I don't have time to chat with a lowly apprentice. I'm ten days behind on my blacksmithing already, thanks to the Pope. Well, sir, it's those missing ten days, sir. My payday was supposed to be on October 12th, and, well, I didn't get paid, sir. I fail to see how this is my problem. It's just that 
Well, sir, my mother depends on my pittance for food and her rosary beads. I don't know anything about your pay. I know wrought iron and anvils. You need to talk to Beatrice down in HR. I'm sorry, but I don't have a timesheet on file for you for the week ending October 5th. No timesheet, no pay. But there was no October 5th. We skipped that day under papal decree. I can't help you with that. You'll have to talk to somebody else. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my son. Is there something I can do for you? Holy Father, who art the Lord's representative? Please call me your holiness, Muffin. Your holiness, Muffin. I've come to you about your recent papal bull. The inner gravis must. Oh, yeah, that was a doozy, the calendar thing. Well, they tell me that because uh, of one thing or its brother, all hours and days have gone all wonky since the days of Julius Caesar, so, you know, we fixed that. Your holiness, Muffin, is wise in all things. It's just... Yes, yeah, sweetie. I was supposed to be paid on one of the dates we skipped, your holiness, Muffin. Oh, jeez, that's rough. Sort of thing the council's assured me would never happen. I'm afraid it has. Well, this won't do at all. Unfortunately, it's not my department, sugar. See, what you want to do is you're going to want to take your rosary beads and go down the hallway. Heavenly Father, deliver me from sin. Bless me with the light of your internal salvation. And help me to know the path by which I can receive my perk. Amen. My son, even in mine infinite wisdom and holy power, this request is not within my purview. Hast thou spoken to Beatrice in HR? Are you the boy detective? I am. Joey Conklin, at your service. Any reasonable mystery solved. Five dollars a day, plus expenses. Reasonable mystery? Yeah, some kid tried to pass off his homework as a mystery once. I told him I'm only eleven, and I barely know how to spell trigonometry, much less do it. But he held me to my word. Anyway, what can I do for you? My parents live on the other side of town, and they were thinking of buying a house in this neighborhood. Except everyone says that house is haunted. Right, the old Mitchell place. And you want me to prove that it's haunted? If you could get a picture of a ghost there, my parents might consider moving someplace else. Oh, sure. I'm particularly qualified to sniff out ghosts. You are? Sure. My partner is a ghost. Me, my good friend, the ghost of President Warren G. Harding. Ma'am. <laughs> Is he... do you... are you the one haunting the Mitchell house? Oh, he's not haunting anyone. He's my business partner and my good pal. I was the 29th President of the United States. I signed the Fortney McCumber tariff. Um... You're probably wondering what the G stands for. Go on, ask him. It's Gamma Lab. Isn't that cool? So, yeah, President Harding and me can totally find your ghost. He knows lots of ghosts. Herbert Hoover and I brunch once a month. I wasn't... I can't... I don't think I can handle this. I have to go. Dang it. Another case lost. And we're now closer to sorting out the teapot dome scandal so my spirit can finally be laid to rest.
Winchester Tires. And we're back again, and we have time for one more call before I stop talking and stare out the window for five hours. Caller 72! Okay, I got all the time in the world, then. Hi. Uh, well, um, well, I'm a little embarrassed by this. Oh, honey, you can trust me, I... Alright, well, I, I think I turned into a werewolf. Or, uh, possibly a wolfman. Sure, a wolfman. Uh, well, there was this instruction manual... Uh-huh. Manuel. But I hate it. Well... Like, you ever see that show Voyagers with the with the time travelers and the, the pocket watch? Was that the one with, uh... Was that the one with Greg Bakula? No, no, no. This is the one with John Eric Hexum. Yeah, so, uh, here's the thing. I, there was a rule book, and, and I ate it when I was <clears> a wolf. And so, I don't know the rules anymore. I, I guess the moon is involved... But it's something to do with the moon, and also you need to be aware of the tides. Don't observe them, just be aware that they exist. So I'm a were-tide? You're an aware-tide wolf. Okay, uh... So I... were-tide... Okay. So, uh, like, wash my fur and tide? That can work. Alright. Um, How much fur are we talking here, on an average of one to seven? Um, I would say a 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. That's a fair amount of fur. That's a mole fur. Um, so, I, I got more. Uh, hey. Where, where do my clothes go? <sighs> That's an excellent question. Okay, so where does my mask go when I turn into a, you know, a wolf? Like, because I'm a smaller wolf than I am a human. I'm, I'm one of them 800-pound humans that they got a crane out of his house. Right, right. No, it, dra- it drains out your leg through a hole in your diabetes. Also, you should devour a small child at least once a week. Oh, of course I do. Uh, last night I actually ate, like, 20 chickens. Um, does that mean my human form's gonna put on the weight? I think you're okay if you eat the chickens like a normal person, but if you eat them raw by biting the heads off, then you've got a problem. Well, I'm, I'm a wolf. I'm not really gonna sit down with a, with a knife and fork and, and, you know... Now, see, these are the urges you're gonna have to fight if you're gonna keep being a werewolf. I, I don't even know if I'm a werewolf or a wolfman is the thing. Well, do you walk on four legs? I can't walk at all. Like I said, I, they uh, they gotta crane me out of my house. Well, do you wheel around on four legs? Uh, I got a rascal. I think you might be a cat. Okay. Well, well, well one more thing, uh, and by which I mean four more things. All right, list them quickly. Uh, are there any discounts at major retail outlets or restaurants for werewolves? Only if you have the card. Uh, how do I get the card? Well, it was in the manual, you idiot. Damn it. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, am I in any way related to the Hulk? Did you start gray? Yeah, well, sort of an off-gray, sort of an eggshell gray. How many times have you been rebooted? Uh, I've been control-alt-deleted lots of times. I've been down to Mexico, and, uh, they're, they're crazy about that blue screen of death. Uh, well, I had a rough night with some tequila, and, uh, I, they hexied my decimals, let me tell you. So, uh, no go on the Hulk thing? Cause, uh, Probably no go on the Hulk thing. Because I got an invite to his wedding, and I'm, I'm wondering if I should RSVP. You should Wolfman RSVP. Alright, well, that answers all my questions, so, uh, safe journeys. Oh, we'll be back after this word from Winchester Tires. Angus? Hmm? You know that new guy, Calvin? Uh-huh. Does anything about him strike you as a little odd? How so? 
Well, come back here, Brock Brock. <laughs> You'll never catch me, Calvin Cow. Don't worry, Mr. Calvin. I had him on the device. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Never mind the fact that he can walk on two legs. Uh, never mind that uh, he somehow appears to be the sheriff of a nearby town that's mostly populated by humans. Uh, and try your best to forget the little scampering stereotype he's spending all his time with. The real issue... I've almost got him now, bro! That's so fast! Oh, my aching hand! Where did that laughing come from? Right? And how many times can those guys run by this same patch of... Mr. Cowan, do you have your cabeza? What the hell is happening here? You can't do it to Mr. Calvin. I'll get you now. I think the thing that baffles me the most is why a bipedal crocodile would come to the American Southwest to rob trains. Oh, God, there's so much blood. Wilkins, there's work to be done. <clears throat> Please, sir, slow down for just a moment, won't you? There's no time, my trusty companion. We must stop these lizard men from taking over Britain before it's too late. I must admit, sir, I was skeptical when you took us into these caves with talk of lizard men. And I was even more skeptical when you brought the budgie people into this ridiculous narrative of yours. Aha, I showed you, though, didn't I? You did indeed, sir. And then they did by capturing us in turns and allowing us to escape. Uh, how many times would you say we've been between one base and the other, sir? Oh, I can't be bothered to count. Six? Eight? The important thing is we've escaped them both and we're certain not to be captured again. Oh, good. These lot again. Quick, Willikins, through here. For the love of God, I think I'd rather he return to the evil industrialist persona than this nonce. Oh, hello. Oi. What are you lot doing in my cave? I do beg your pardon, sir, but... Ah, there you are. I see you've met Alan Moore. I'm sorry. Do I know you? You jolly well should. I'm the face of adventure. The bloke that Evil wakes up from a nightmare of, then runs into Evil's mum's room and asks if Evil can sleep under her covers tonight. Oh. Yes, you've got it. I'm so confused. Well, it's simple. I live here. I've chased bloody lizard men and body men out, and now it's you too. It's enough to make a man pull his own beard out in frustration. Never mind that, my good man. We mean you no harm. Tell me, what is it you get up to down here? Well, at the moment, I'm working on an offshoot of leading extraordinary gentlemen. A sort of elderly Charlie's Angels, stalling Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, and Maggie Smith. Hello! Ladies. Wait, so we're back in the present? What, are you some kind of ficky? You're always in the present. That's what makes it the present. Yes, but... Oh, never mind. I also have another major celebrity waiting in my parlour. We've discussed a stage adaptation of Candyland that I was open. Oh, dear. The assorted animal men appear to have found us. Stand back! I shall... No, no. Let me handle this. 
By which I mean let my hand-picked, tightly trained super team handle it. Ladies. Sir, I feel that now might be a good time to slip out unnoticed. But there's danger. Wherever danger threatens, I must... Hey, release my sleeve. Who's the companion in this relationship, anyway? You'll just exit here through Mr. Moore's domicile and... Who the devil is that? Oh, hello. I'm Russell Brand. This chap, this bloke, I can't... Willikins, this is the man what stole my identity. So it is, sir. Well, don't just stand there. I want him captured. I want him tortured. I want him drawn and quartered in delicious creamery butter. I shan't stand for this. I am Nick of Nick All. Uh, sir, he's gone. Who's gone? Willikins, what are you blathering on about? Never mind, sir. I believe we'll find that if we exit the cave this way... We'll be in our proper time and everything will be back to normal. What? You mean the blokes what conquered England under William the Conqueror? No, sir, that's the Normans. What, you mean that chap what dressed like his mother in that P-Psycho movie? No, sir, that's Norman Bates. What, like cooking meat in its own juices? No, sir, that's beasting. And so, as Nick and Willikins cast off any pretense of plot development or character growth, they return to their vast estate to await further adventures. As though none of this had ever happened. Just like in every superhero comic since the 80s. Hey, speaking of which, I wonder how much I can get for this Death of Superman comic. Anyway, join us next time for the adventures of Nick and Willikins. And we're back. And my old pal Jason Ellis is here, who hasn't been here since episode... Seven. Bonjour, bonjour. Oh, and he's French too. Yeah. Maybe, mm, maybe. Oui, oui. So. Uh, Matt, you got that? Ah. Uh, Bilingual country. No. Come on. It's for our Come Canadian on. audience. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not our Canada. Canadian co-host. No, 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 no. <laughs> Certainly not. So we have some questions here. I think possibly. Well, we have we, one. We have some. Uh, hello, Matthew Marting here. My wife Shauna just got her decoder ring in the mail from Sarcastic Voyage, and I'm concerned about the possibility that she will interpret my come-ons as sarcastic. Does the ring have a sarcasm detection feature, or do all messages decoded with it appear to be sarcastic? Please advise, Matt. Huh. It's from the new Mr. Shozo? Yes. I, I, don't, I don't think the rings are sarcastic at all. Do you, Matt? No. They I are just... incredibly sincere. I like everything involved with this show. I believe mm-hmm. everything, you, you know. That's why we're called Sincerely Voyage. Absolutely. In fact, um, r- relating to what we just said, uh, uh, Matthew, Mr. Shozo, uh, if, if you could, please dial up this message with your decoder ring. Uh, it, it will be uh, code 6RCIVRJW. Uh, Thank you and safe journeys. And good night. Yes. Jason, did you get your decoder ring? We mailed you one. I probably did. Ah. Uh, but I would have to open my mailbox, and that's not a good idea. <laughs> in order to, Understandable. Uh, to find it. Yeah. What, what, what's in there exactly? Well, there's no telling, really. Uh, that's kind of the problem. Uh, if, but the only way to find out uh, is to is to open it, and th- it, unless I can, unless I can get the, um, uh, you know, the X X-ray visual. Um, this one from Mahalo Answers. For example, it starts, for example, it's like a book right. of the Bible. It just, it starts right in with, for <laughs> That's example. how they all start, yeah. Yeah. For example. Um, for example, if you, letter R, buying 40 juices and with coupons, <laughs> they will be free. Do you need 40 coupons, one per juice? I mean, that makes sense, right? Um, 
I can't tell if this is a word problem or if it's my grandmother writing in from beyond the grave, but I... <laughs> Hello? I, I can't think of anyone who would buy 40 juices with 40 coupons except somebody's grandmother. Well, I mean, using coupons is better than stealing 40 juices because that's terrible. Maybe she just wants a 40 of juice. That makes sense. Mm, to make for her homies? Yes. I, I, can't, I can't tell you. You, can know, you. you know your neighborhood's going south when all the kids are on the corner with their 40 juices. <laughs> And you just you walk out. out, and the uh, the sidewalk is awash with drinks that they've poured out mm-hmm. for their for their fallen toddler comrades. Mm. I seem to recall we we looked over this question before, and I seem to recall one of your interpretations of this was that there were actually forty varieties of juice. I mean that that's got to be it, right? That makes the most sense. I mean, going from the uh, obvious ones like like orange to mm-hmm. like the more obscure stuff like I don't know, snozberry. It's not very sure. Um, mm-hmm. home, homeless juice. Yeah, that's one. Now, do you There's, have to uh, do you have to squeeze those, or do they just sort of ooze it out? Yeah, that's when you squeeze a homeless guy. They'll ooze it, but it take it'll 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 take a while. Uh, you know, to to get it that way. It's a just, little it's a little bit better that way. Not much, but it's still awful. Oh god, now, it's mm-hmm. still bad. But uh, but How yeah, that... you, know, you would have to just squeeze the hell out of them in order to to really fill up a glass in in, in the span of breakfast. No, I've I've had hobo drippings where they put mm-hmm. a where they put a tray under a, sure. know, a a homeless guy, and that seems to happen pretty quickly. Is that is it the same thing? Well, drippings is be, is different than squeezins. Is it? Yeah, drippings is just what comes off of the hobo naturally yeah. in the course of his day. Yeah, that's mm. what, squeezins you actually have to work at to get out of them. <clears throat> oh, I right, guess that's right. true. So now and that's you... different also from hobo milk. <laughs> yeah, hobo milk you use for uh, your uh, hobo cereal. The mm-hmm. hobo squeezins is for the juice, and the um, hobo hobios, right? And the uh, and the drippins, uh, you you know you can drizzle over obviously pancakes or use them to make a hobo roux. You do you do understand the difference between a hobo and just a homeless guy, right? Like they are different. Yeah, one's and got a harmonica and one of those sticks with a thing tied to it. A bindle. Mm-hmm. But they also ride the rails. That's the that's the important distinction. Yeah, yeah. They also you'll find that none of them care that uh, Jimmy cracked corn. <laughs> no. That happened a long time ago. You'd think as a nation we would have gotten over Jimmy cracking corn. No, that shit's important. Why are we still fixated the, on the that? The insinuation that anyone would care about it like, is, is what's always been, been sort of bewildering about that song. I just I, – I feel like we need to move on. I feel like the cracking of corn – like the corn's not cracked anymore. It's fine. All the corn has gone uncracked for what, – what is it, 50, 60 years? Easy. Well, I mean back then it was uncrackable corn. Not yeah. much longer. Well, well, it's it's when uh, Jonas Salk invented the, uh, the the corn serum, right? That it stopped being cracked. I think. Yeah, we're way beyond the the need for uh, for cracked corn mm. or cracked. The you know the website is it was a, a great pioneer of uh, of the terrible terrible uh, lists. list list yes. um, epidemic that we seem to have on the internet now. Well, it's because and, of the Bible and continues to be to this day. Yeah. And it's always yeah. like the the top seven ways that deodorant has changed the financial landscape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it seems or, very innocent yeah. at first. And you say, oh, well, yeah. that's uh, it'll take me five minutes to look at seven, yeah. you know, re- useless right, right. pieces of information about deodorant and accompanying. Yeah, and then you fall figures. in the list hole. Right, yeah. you get into fall into the list hole, and then then you're in the list vortex of the internet, which is uh, mm-hmm. unending. I, but the problem is the lists are never very good. No, but, yeah, you they're still not. Can't stop reading but they're them. rarely bad enough to get you out of the list hole. Right. It's it's right in that nice sort of gray area where it's like, it's like what TV used to be. It's like when you're flipping and like, well, this is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
But exactly. it's, it's not worth watching. You're just sort of drooling in front of something. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Was, I was telling Matt earlier about Jason, I, I don't know if, if you've seen this particular channel. I'm, I'm sure you have Spanish-language channels in New York City, obviously. Noticeras coherente uno. But do you know uh, Sabado Gigante? It rings a bell. There, I don't remember what channel it was on, but uh, when I had satellite, uh, and, and I used to flip. I don't flip anymore. But when I used to flip, Saturday night, if there was nothing on, this was the best it was this old school variety show. Like it was, it was a variety show in the classic, like even pre Ed Sullivan sense of just almost a freak show. Just people marching out every two or three minutes. Like a, like a, I remember a poodle human pyramid, but with poodles. Oh, that sounds great. Like a, yes, a th- th- that is definitely the pinnacle of uh, good entertainment. A pile of dogs. A pile of dogs <laughs> is it. That's at the top of the chain. Mm-hmm. In fact, if Crack did a top seven list of the most entertaining things, that would be mm-hmm. number one. Uh, oh, speaking of homeless people. <laughs> as we are wont to do. Yes, as we often do for some reason. That seems to come up a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this one from Yahoo Answers. What jobs can people who are homeless do? <laughs> um, I, I, well, you've got uh, dabbing at your car window with a with a shredded newspaper. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Do they yeah. still do that? I feel like, and I, I realize, okay, they're probably not homeless trends. I figure if they they're doing it, they've always done it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I feel like things go in and out of fashion, and that that's not done anymore. But I mean, you know, it's an easy thing to do to get to guilt someone into giving you money. Mm. Hey, buddy, I got a crumpled up piece of newspaper and rainwater, and I'm helping you out now. Also, yeah, I'm in front of your car. So it will be difficult for you to drive away without having to give me money for running me over. Well, the problem is they have the visible stink lines. Mm-hmm. And if you hit them and you drive away, they'll be, you know, that, that's a that's a cloud. That's like a, pen, a, a pig pen cloud that the, the cops can follow. <laughs> hey, you ran away. over a homeless guy. You're covered in homeless guy explosion. Damn it. And drippings. And drippings. You and can't squiggly lines lines that are just, they're kind of shaking yeah. <clears throat> to indicate dirtiness. Have we have we established what stink lines are exactly scientifically? Like, do we know? Uh, it has what, something to do with string theory, I think. Does it? Yeah. yeah some kind so, of. Yeah. So it ties it's back a, to your mailbox, then. It's like the. Well, when that, you smell so bad that actual strings are extending off of you. Yeah. Strings. Of, in theory. In yeah. Of, of stink or of yeah, yeah like, a kind of electromagnetic stink. Okay, yeah. so let me ask you this then: if if there's a pie cooling on a windowsill. And that gives off the the, the delicious uh, the delicious lines, as opposed to the stink lines. So that, is that like a diametrically opposed force? Ah, it's- now let me explain this to you. This is interesting. You have the uh, the the delicious pie uh, lines coming off of the pie. Mm-hmm. They actually grab onto the stink lines coming off of the hobo, mm-hmm. which is what results in the actual physical lifting of the hobo towards the pie. But does it make him stink less? <laughs> Well, I mean, it latches onto the stink that's already there. Yeah, but does it cancel it out, or does it just make them stink and smell like pie? Or well, it, it, no, they they nod around each other. Oh, so you get this sort of—it's a combination of both stenchy lemon meringue. Ugh. It's almost like it's almost like a, the stench of like if you take like the stench of wet dog, mm. but if you keep smelling it, it turns into pie. Huh. And then back again. I've never had that happen. Well, then you haven't lived, my friend. <laughs> You're in a big city. There's not a lot of pies cooling on windowsills, I imagine. Not for long. <laughs> S- 
so back back to the question: What, what jobs can uh, they do? Uh, well, masseuse for one. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, all yeah. You know, if you uh, if you ask a homeless person for a massage, and they could masseuse you for what, like a quarter? Well, that or you have to massage them back. Oh, that's true. I mean, that's that's the that's the code of the street there. Yeah. You can't uh, you can't ignore that. Uh, here's another one from Yahoo Answers. I never threw up before until tonight. All right. Well, congratulations on that. Good job. I am embarrassed. What do I do? And it continues. I'm so embarrassed! Exclamation point. I never threw up in my life. Never. What do I do? I can't stop. I'm still throwing up as I type this. <laughs> and all of my loved ones are getting out of the way. I think that's the that's the plan for terraforming Mars eventually. Oh wow! Just just, just throwing up on it. Well, Send down a bunch know, of nauseous people. Again and again. Yeah. Eventually, right. you'll be able to uh, create the ocean. <clears throat> It's going to take makes dozens sense. of years. Don't don't get me wrong. At least at least we you know like at one, least twenty two. At least one dozen years. Yeah, yeah. At least mm-hmm. depending on well, how many people we send to to, to do the vomiting. Well, first yeah, of these vomiters that we find, and uh, and and also of course um, depending on uh, uh, them, the exorcists not getting to them in time uh, to <laughs> right. stop the vomiting before the launch. Well, the nice thing is their heads rotate completely around, so you're getting a nice vomit spread. You're not so just getting in one direction. A, a bunch of could... girls from the Exorcist lined up. Yeah, their heads rotating like sprinklers. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And That's uh, the plan. Well, what you do is you you send the uh, the first wave of ships that drop the uh, the the spoiled chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you get yeah. you get the, the salmonella bacteria like seeps in, mm-hmm. and then you, you get, get some the, NASA guys heating up mayonnaise. Yeah. And then you get mm-hmm. the vomiters, and then they, ooh, food. Like, they don't know that's why they're going there. They think right. they're going to Mars. Mm. Ooh, chicken. And then, you know, <laughs> and then it goes horribly south. So this person is ashamed to vomit. Of their vomit. Yeah. I, I feel like this is something that you, stop. you know. Tell them to stop. Stop. Yeah, don't vomit so vomit. much. you got to own that shit, oh, man. So you, you think they should be shamed, and you think they should be proud. Yeah. So you guys are coming at this from completely different directions here. Yes. I I think you should uh, I think you should be proud of your vomiting. Yeah, I think you should you should take pride in that. I was I was a big vomiter as a teenager. Uh, you were a vomiteer. Yeah, yeah. They they closed down all the vomitoriums. I don't know if you, you remember, Jason. We had the uh, the the skate station. Yeah. The, um, the roller rink, and we had a uh, what was it? The, the uh, arcade. Uh, right. Quarter flash. Yeah. The um. And we had the, the vomitorium. The spew station, uh, I think, mm-hmm. was behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And they had they had these. It was called Skip Spew Station. Yeah. Well, it was it was one of those locally owned ones before big vomitoriums yeah. took over. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but they they closed it down. Unfortunately, uh, they paved the vomitorium to put in a parking lot. As the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you a fucking big yellow taxi kidnapped my old man. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody ever catch that big yellow taxi, or is it still like on the loose? <laughs> is it still like at large? Have you seen the big yellow taxi? I have not. Devouring old men. Mm. Ooh, here's the here's a question. Once again from Mahalo Answers. Why baby is born? Period. <laughs> and who give birth and how? Question mark. I want to know about it. Uh no no punctuation. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Why baby is born? Well, that's some ph- philosophical shit there. Why is baby? Well, born? listen, I don't know. Why lady, baby nine born? months ago, some you did something, and now something's 
something's come of it. You think that's what it is? You think there's a a, a very very pregnant woman? <laughs> you know oh God, what's happening to me? You know what I've been, ma'am? There's a baby emerging from you. Why this happened? <laughs> Gotta hit the internet. I, I've been putting this off long enough. I really need to find out what's going on here. <laughs> I put, you know, I put it off for the for the last seven hours mm. as this baby is emerging. Um, here's one. What are the right. what are the ranks in McDonald's? I just started to work at McDonald's. Yes, I'm still in school. It's two T O O raise money for clothes and personal stuff. Anyways, I'm 16 and I see Mangers and GM. Excuse me, Mangers. Uh, <laughs> I'm a crew member trainee, but I, I think I know how to say Manger, fella friend. I'm a crew member trainee, but I finished my first three days of training, so I'm an official work. Huh. I remember when I became a work. It was the proudest day of my life. Were you 16? I mean, when I were 16, yeah. Did you see managers? I saw a manager. All right. We were probably a very a much smaller uh, uh, operation than the one he's working at. Well, clearly. I mean, Which is clearly crawling with managers. Well, I mean, they make you a work after only three days of training. Yeah. That's like that's impressive. That means that kid went right to the top. Yeah, well, not up to the top. He wants to know what the ranks are because he wants to, you know. Right. So he got out right up to the sub top. Yeah. Because uh, his question is, how many years does it take to go to a certain rank, like manager or something else? Mm-hmm. So, like food general. Well, it sounds like it's a it's a military dictatorship because there's there's strict rank structure. Ah, right. mm-hmm. But I mean, it's also got like a figurehead mayor who has no actual power, right? And but actually, according to this, it's also got like a general in charge, like one of those, uh, uh, you know, Noriega or like uh, Gaddafi or yeah. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a McDonald's commandant when I when I mm. grew up. I think they did away with that rank. I think I think they they got away or they they got rid of the commodore and the commandant and like two or three other ranks. Did they decide they were too sinister sounding? I think an organization. I think an organization with a with a known hamburglar really isn't that worried about uh, what sounds sinister. I will bring the hamburglar to justice. The hamburglar will put you in his bag and take you to space. <laughs> <laughs> What's a McDonald Land version of Spain? Uh, the four armed grimace's house. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's definitely Spain. Yeah, four armed grimace will fuck you up. Oh my god, he's half a purple spider. Ugh. There's a creepy image. <laughs> what, forearm grimace as a spider? Just crawling around like a giant web? Yeah. <laughs> that's. I think you've just come up with a new McDonald's promotion for the new century, Matt. That, that's, that's what they're, I think it's going to be scare have, tactics well, from now on. It'll be like the truth commercials, except it'll be about go to McDonald's. Uh, one final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, urgent. And and oh. we we collected this question a few weeks ago, so I. I <laughs> well, so much for that then. Yeah. If I set up a PayPal, would I be able to let people donate chicken nuggets to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the and the the detail uh, after the question. I don't want money. I just want chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's understandable. Well, that's a great mm. question. Um, that that the second part of it sounds like a like a a holdup. Like, uh, everybody on the floor, I don't want money, I just want chicken nuggets. Uh, that's when you start to panic when you're <laughs> We're hostage. taking this bank to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's crazy. You're, you're carrying, like, a, a giant sack, but instead of a dollar sign, there's, like, a picture of a chicken on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, In the just running down the street with him, looking left and right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't I, I don't feel like there is a PayPal for chicken nuggets, and I feel like that's a... There should be. That's a niche that, that the internet needs to fill. I think that's a... 
Like I would donate to that Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's I not. I like the idea of setting up a Kickstarter to set up a. a, a, a it's a great a idea. Account. In the meantime, I feel like he can probably uh, do it via a Western Union and Google Send Attachment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Western Union doesn't send telegrams anymore. So I'm not sure. That is sad. Sad. Yeah. We need more singing in, in the world. I do believe they still send, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not telegrams, but the Morse code. Like, Candy uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait a minute. You're that clever shark. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'm a dolphin. Now, if you could get a chicken to do that. Ooh. ooh. Or a singing telegram with someone in a chicken suit. I'm shocked that that's not an actual does PayPal, I think pay, does PayPal today. do that? Oh, I don't know. PayPal's pretty evil. Mm-hmm. They're too evil to send guys around that chicken suit. I think so. I yeah. mean, it could there could be a guy in a chicken suit, but he'd be up to sinister purposes. Well, <laughs> they they do send the guys around in chicken suits, but right, it, it, it's to to, uh, to perform mercenary. They're roughing and, people uh, up. Covert activities. Yeah, yeah. Because no one suspects the guy in the chicken suit. Well, there was um, there was that big uh, prison break a while back. Like it was mm-hmm. uh, like the chicken Alcatraz. Sure. I don't. I don't remember where it was or, or what it was called, but it was. I, I. I don't really pay attention. I just saw the headline, but um, all these chickens broke out, and ninety percent of them are still at large. Yep. And they're hardened chicken criminals. They're not just like average chickens, and they're, they're you honest, know knocking over streets. knocking over dustbins, putting trying to put them over people's heads, and you know stealing people's pies and just uh, terrible, sure. terrible miscreants, uh, misanthropes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, that is all we have time for, Jason. Always a delight. Uh, Absolutely. Anything you would like to plug or tell the people about or sing or do? Um, yes, listen to my new track uh, entitled Fish, uh, about fish. It uh, um, turns out it, it's uh, a, a uh, unintentional sequel to um, Wet Dream by uh, Al. Uh, Kipadana. Kipadana. Uh, okay, so a couple of plugs from us. Um, yep. Email address, sarcasticvoyage at gmail.com. Voicemail, 206-973-3982. As you hear this, we are... All early and often. Yes, please, please do. Um, we're paying for that thing, and we need to justify its existence. Yes. Uh, as you hear this, I believe we are two or three weeks out from the Emerald City Comic Con. Please come see us. We are doing a free comedy show that you can get to without buying a ticket to the con. Yep. We are at the ACT Theater in Seattle uh, this Saturday, March 2nd? Yes, March 2nd uh, at 5 p.m. Mm. It's it's accessible from the street or uh, from the convention center, wherever you happen to be. We will be Or from your heart. I don't think you can get there from your heart, Matt. Well, they should try. Let me know how that goes. I mean, you could turn on your heart light, but I think that'll just, you know, light your way. I don't think that'll, yes. that'll actually uh, get you there. It won't show you the way through It'll your just heart. make a happy glow for all the world to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unless you have a heart attack, hack, hack, hack. <laughs> Al, you ought to know by now. I should. Um, so, yeah, we will be doing that live show. We encourage you to see it. Speaking of live shows, we generally don't promote the other show here, but this is exciting news, you guys. Yes. We got approved officially through the Emerald City Comic Con uh, to do a panel for the Post-Atomic Horror. Uh, Sunday, March 3rd at 2 p.m. I don't remember the room number offhand. We'll put the information in the show notes. Yep. We're doing a con-sanctioned panel. We'll be in the in the uh, the program. We'll be on the website. Uh, th- this is an unconfirmed rumor, but we're trying to get Patrick Stewart there. I, I wouldn't get your hopes up, but we're trying. <laughs> and uh, we might... Have- we're trying to keep Walter Koenig away. <laughs> yes. Good luck with that one. 
Well, I've promised anyone who can get uh, Sir Patrick Stewart there uh, uh, one American dollar and uh, 50 cents directly to Walter Koenig if he shows up because he probably needs it. Yeah. Uh, so that is all. Um, uh, safe journeys, folks. Safe journeys. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Joe Keenley, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Amanda Smith, and Sabrina Snyder. It was written by Ron Algarwatt with Matt Robotham. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. Winchester Tires! Hello, friends! This is Winchester Von Tires, owner and proprietor of Winchester Tires for over 30 years. And also, I'm dead! I left my letterman's jacket in your car after you gave me a ride home in the rain. I'm equipped! Alright, Boxcar 78. This is Nikola Tesla. Oh, God, what do you want? Well, I'm trying to invent a way to make the internet shut the fuck up about me. I, I can't get any sleep here in my grave. Thank you, Aaron. You're my favorite. What a nice man. I committed a crime. Lots of crimes. All crime. My name is Tim Suspicious. Tim, I like the way you talk. I like the I li- and I like your sexy whisper. You call here anytime. Ignore the foghorn behind me. I'm not down at the harbor. It sounds like someone who's absolutely definitely not behind the harbor. Arbox 74, what do you want? Aaron, this is Sheila. I'm from the Bronx. And I got a question if you can help me out with my son. I was happy He's to got- help people from the Bronx, wherever that might be. He's got this thing with little dogs in costumes. He loves them. And little wiener dogs and little hot dog costumes, which is a little redundant. But he keeps the pictures of him in his locker at school. And he has a little shrine in our house. And I think he keeps them in the basement. It's so horrible. They've already got coats. What do they need other coats for? Listen, I'm on your side here, okay? I gotta tell you, I've heard some weird shit tonight, but man, I think you might need to shoot your kid. <laughs> Caller 6, you're on the air. What's your little problem? Hi, Anne. My name is Carolyn, and I'm five. When I'm up in the attic, because I like hanging out up there, there's a lady in the wall, and she talks to me, and she also gives me this really old candy. And then sometimes she comes through the wall, and she goes downstairs, and she scares my mom in the kitchen because she dumps the milk over, and she makes my mom scream, and then she goes back in the refrigerator. Goodbye! That is a legitimate problem. I suggest you contact your local exorcist immediately, have them hunched down in the refrigerator uh, with a tin of asparagus over their heads, and pray for rain. I'm getting a signal from my producer, but I'm ignoring it. Go ahead, Derek from... What does it say? Uh, actually... Derek? No, I'm from Arlen. Damn it, my name's not Derek. Uh, so, my boy told me you might know this. Uh, I don't know how he heard your show, because it's on past his dang bedtime. So, I, I was watching that Siffy movie, you know, 
Oranga Tiger versus Elephantasia? I think that's what it was called. Anyway, I need you to settle a bet for me. My neighbor Dale says the Oranga Tiger is a real creature. I'm pretty sure the Oranga Tigers all died out in aught four. Is that 2004? It can be whatever 2004 you want it to be, honey. Um, I don't approve of you calling me that. If you're one of those alternative lifestyles, I guess I have to pretend to like you, but... Muffin, uh, all I believe in are alternative lifestyles. Not enough calls from electronics. If anyone knows if there's a tape deck out there who has an opinion, I'd like to hear from him. Uh, hey, Aaron. Um, my dad makes me sleep on wooden blocks. And sometimes he puts nails in them. I think he might be trying to kill me by giving me tetanus or something. That may be the slowest killing I have ever heard of. This year for your Father's Day, do yourself and him a favor and jump off something tall. But not really <laughs> tall. Go out to your den, find yourself a chair and stack it on another chair, and then jump off of that. And then call me, because I like you. Well, that's it for me, Aaron Fawcett. Keep an eye on the commies and never stop dreaming of the Dark Ages. Good night, bye.